When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, uh, Sandro, Sandro, I've got uh, the plot for uh, this week's episode. Oh, cool, Zach. Yeah, let's go through it before we start recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it's about this guy... But his 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 ex girlfriend dies. Oh no! He has to he has to go and uh, get their son. Yeah, he has to sort of win him over because his son doesn't like him mm-hmm. at first. Um, he's a bit of a trucker dude and all that. Um, they go on this long sort of convoluted adventure sort of thing. At the end, he has to win a big big competition to uh um, you know win over his son and you know get get money yeah. to afford like a new truck and stuff. You know that we're covering the year 1987, right? And Real Steel came out in 2011? We're, we're not actually doing Real Steel, because this week we're doing Stallone, but he drives a truck. <laughs> that, that, that's the, okay. Yeah, I know. That was, that was the intro. That's great. Nice. Joining us this week, we have a guest. Yes, Mitch Darling. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Sorry, I wasn't sure when to interject. I was just... I was letting the magic flow, and I've I've genuinely only just realised how similar it is to Real Steel, and I'm furious that I didn't pick <laughs> up on it. That was the whole time. All I could think of was that this movie was just Real Steel, and Real <laughs> Steel copied this random Stallone movie. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and which movie do I like better? I mean, and I like you've got the Real Steel. I know this won't work for people with the audio medium but you've got the real steel background going on right now and uh, <laughs> yes, i'm pretty upset that i didn't make the i just thought man zach really loves real steel uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude i'm i'm a huge fan of hugh jackman that's yeah. that's the truth that's truth um real steel probably not his best <laughs> movie no no look um, uh pro- possibly possibly not um i mean i didn't come here purely to talk down Hugh Jackman and his decisions. Uh, but look, <laughs> in terms of robot movies that he's made, I suppose he made Chappie as well. Yeah. But in terms of robot movies, um, it's probably the worst one he's made. That's the <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. Look, for robot movies, yes. Do you count X-Men as robot movies? No, there's so many robotic performances in X-Men that I do count it, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, truly. Yeah, if you've got... Uh, what's his face? Um... Is it Ben Ben Foster, who's like the uh, the angel guy? Oh yeah, he's usually phenomenal. But in that, I was like, just I don't know, why are you so wooden, Ben? Like, what's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, wow, this is the podcast where every week we talk about Hugh Jackman and the X Men movies. Yes, but also movies from the year nineteen eighty seven in the order they came out in. Thank you so, so much for joining us today, Mitch. Uh, we've Still known good. each other for a while, um, I believe. Uh, Comedy Festival. Was it 2018 we had shows back-to-back? I want to say 2018, yeah. Yeah, at, uh, at Tasma Terrace there. So, you know, I saw you guys... Oh, I mean, I see you guys every night. And we'd have, yeah. uh, have a chat of 
how things are going, how things are looking, commiserations, celebrations, <laughs> all the exactly. jazz of comedy festival. I remember um, myself and Jack and Jacob, we caught your show on one night where um, the audience was particularly rowdy. I think there was like an old guy who kept interrupting you every like two minutes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and then eventually fell asleep when you put the fan on. Yeah, dude. Oh, there was honestly, there was some real interesting... There was one, one of the shows that I did... It was, there was four or five people and one was a comic, uh, sorry, two were comics, two were mm. reviewers and one was a guy that sat on his phone the entire time in the front row and I was like, that's so weird. And then after the show, I went to walk to another gig and he saw me and he like came up to me and was like, here's... Here's my list of all the jokes that I liked that you did. So he was literally sitting on his phone in my show, oh, no. writing down the names of jokes that he liked. And I was like, dude, I hated you. I hated you that entire show because you're on your phone. But in the end, he was just fangirling, writing down stuff about me. So it was kind of nice. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow. Sounds like a fun experience. That's awesome. Much like watching the movie we're talking about this week, which Whoa. is called Over the Top, not Stallone, but he drives a truck. Uh, but that's probably a better name for it. Over the Top, oh. weird title, to be honest, until you know what it refers to. Uh, I don't know. I think it was a pretty appropriate title for this movie. Yeah, look, if we're talking in terms of uh, in terms of acting and mm. like uh, montages and oh, yeah. just general music, then yeah, Over the Top, I think, is pretty spot on. And, and arm wrestling technique, which which there is one of, by the way, just to let you know. It's such a strange, I don't know, I feel like the idea of an arm wrestling movie, uh, the, the the idea of arm wrestling altogether is just so 80s that it's perfect. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I feel like that's probably what people did for entertainment before, you know, Netflix and such. It's like, yeah, let's just arm wrestle. But mm. it seemed very 80s to me, the entire thing. <laughs> That's that. That's not an unfair thing to say, I feel. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the most 80s movie I think we've done so far this year. But I don't know, Zach, like you chose this movie. Your other options are wild as well. I'll quickly go through them. Your other four options for, for this week, movies that came out this week back in 87, were City on Fire, which was like a Hong Kong martial arts movie that inspired Reservoir Dogs that actually looks pretty good. Mm. You had The Good Father, not The Godfather, The Good Father, where Anthony Hopkins is real angry about a divorce. So he's like, I'm going to help another guy who's going through a divorce or something. <laughs> I don't know. Stephen Fry's in it, so could be good. Wow, The Good, fa- the good Father. He's doing a lot of fart. Like, he's in a one coming out at the moment called The Father or something mm, like that. That one looks good. That one looks good. It looks yeah. intriguing. It looks sad, but intriguing. We need like a block of movies, which is all like... The Godfather, the Good Father, the Father, the <laughs> the. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Uh, you also had Mannequin, which was a retelling of a Greek myth about a guy that falls in love with a mannequin and then it comes to life. And then also Sweet Revenge, mm. which was an exploitation action film about a newscaster who is sold into slavery, and then an action hero is like, "I'm gonna save her." <laughs> was Mannequin the Kim Cattrall one? I think it might be. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely caught that as a midday movie at some point in my life. What are your thoughts on it? Is it good? Look, honestly, you know, when I was watching midday movies, I wasn't. <laughs> you know, whether I was whether I was in a good mental health state, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's that's a very fair statement to say about the movie, I feel, is I can't remember. 
That's it. That's and that's where we'll leave it. That's the entire yep. thought of what I have about that. But yeah, I, re- I do remember the scene where he first kind of sees her. <laughs> it's a, like it's literally just a dude kind of, you know, eyeballing a mannequin, and it's like, <laughs> all right, all right, let's let's calm down a little bit. Uh, but great, <laughs> getting rowdy with a mannequin. Wow, so I think you guys are pretty upset. We picked over the top. Uh, if only we'd picked mannequin. <laughs> if only, if only. Maybe we'll watch it at some point. Although I hope not. Um, we'll jump into Over the Top then. It was released February 12th in 87. It's directed and produced by this guy called Menahem Golan. Now, he's quite a famous film producer. Um, he worked with a company called The Cannon Group uh, and is behind some of the worst movies of the 1980s and 90s, including Superman 4, nice. uh, Masters of the Universe, nice. the 10,000 Death Wish sequels, <laughs> and also that awful Captain America movie that is awful in every single way. I also saw an interview with the cast of Breaking, and the guy who plays Ozone says that he's the guy that ruined Breaking 2. Nice! Wow! Wow! The movie is also co-written by a guy called Sterling Silifant, which is a great name. Is it perfect 80s names? Even, yeah, like... Yeah. I can't remember the name of the director, um, but the the like the co-writer, even the characters' names in the movie, where it's like <laughs> this is Lincoln Hawk, and it's like what? Like <laughs> we don't have names like that anymore. Like it's you know like not yeah, to reference yeah, yeah. Captain America, but it's like Steve Rogers. Like give me some Ferris Bueller or yeah Snake Pliskin. Is it Pliskin? Uh, <laughs> Good 80s names, I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, speaking of Lincoln Hawk, that is the trucker dad that Sylvester Stallone plays in the movie. He also co-wrote the film as well, which he did for the majority of movies in the 80s. I think this is the best we've seen him in on the podcast. Yes. Compared to that singing movie and the film where he was constantly having saucy phone calls with Sharon Stubbs. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, what are these these other movies? (laughs) Now, think about it. What's the... What's... The things you think about when you think of Stallone. Can you can you give us some Ooh. ideas? Oh well, I mean, obviously, uh, Rocky is is uh-huh. the big one. Uh, Rambo, of course. Yeah, yeah. The Expendables. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably about it. Uh, Here's the thing: you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> love it. Okay. What it what it is is he's sexy and he's a singer. Those are the, the two things that Stallone is. I don't know how I didn't. I don't know how I didn't pick them up. Uh, so we've won, we watched a sexy movie yeah. where where Stallone is super sexy, shirtless, dancing. Was it dancing? Yeah, he was dancing. Slow a bunch. stripping or whatever it was. It was a weird movie. And and country singing. Yes, he sung with Dolly Parton. I will send you the song later, Mitch. It is awful. Wow. It sounds like it sounds like something. It sounds like something I'm going to need to experience before death. Um, but yeah, I I feel like that's that's kind of the the thing I've been when I was watching over the top, and like I'm looking at Stallone, is that he's kind of has that similar Mel Gibson vibe to me. That when I look at him in these older movies, I can't match him up with the person that he is now. Mm. Do you know what like? Where I just go like, yeah, I get that's Sylvester Stallone, but like he died, right? Like who's this new guy? Like I don't <laughs> yeah. get it. Which I mean, maybe that's why I didn't pick that he's a good country singer or he's sexy or something. I don't <laughs> no, know. We didn't say good. You might have said good. I think you said good. Uh, 
But yeah, like you're right. Oh. Like his performances, particularly in like the Creed movies, absolutely nothing like what he was was doing in the eighties. Um, yeah. Mm. Playing his son is a fifteen-year-old actor called David Mendenhall, uh, who at the time was quite popular for playing Witwicky in the Transformers TV show and also the movie from '86. Oh. Um, ah. I think he's a good child actor. I, I think he did a really good job. He was quite good. Uh, I, I did like. Uh, I find like, and I'm sure you guys possibly the same, but a lot of child actors, you, I kind of feel like they're a little bit like animal, like a little bit like animal actors where you watch them do stuff and like they're kind of glazed over and you can tell they're just, there's someone offside of screen with a treat mm. kind of being yep. like, mm, yeah. all right, say the line. And they go, oh, dad, we're going to win the arm wrestling tournament. Uh, we're going <laughs> to, we need to get the new truck. Good boy. Good boy. There you go. There's your treat. Yeah. yeah. Good boy. You said the line. But he was quite, he was quite good. He was, uh, I'd put him, I'd put him up there as a, a good example. I thought he was all right. I thought he was all right. I really liked his, uh, stonewalling when he was, when he was just like being all straight and stiff and, you know, trying to be like, you know, cadet sort of thing. That was great. I really liked that. Um, and yeah. then, and then his dad and him got along well and he became an annoying little kid again. <laughs> But that was all right. Honestly, he's probably one of the better actors we've seen as a as a child. Yeah, yeah. Good. I want to make a, I want to make a reference, but it's towards the end mm-hmm. of the film. So should I wait? That's fine. Go for it. Spoilers away. <laughs> good, good. That the scene when they run out after he wins the tournament, and then he's like, "We should start our own trucking company, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Sun and Sun and Hawk? What about Sun and Hawk? Oh. Like you said, uh, Zach, like that's the example of him turning back into yeah. an annoying little kid again, being like, yeah. Dad, we should do this. And it's yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. His acting went like down yeah. in like naturality throughout the film, I it feel. It did kinda. It did. But he but he had less time in the film. So I feel like it sort of balanced him it out, you mm. know. And just the I guess the the whole, uh, literally being like, oh, you know, Sun and Hawk, and then him being like, the sorry, like Sylvester being like, how about Hawk and Sun? And and it was just such a eighties like if if they'd freeze framed <laughs> yeah. it on him mm. being like, how about Hawk and Sun? And then there was like credits with cheesy music, like yeah. that would be like the best yeah, sitcom no. finish ever. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Except I said the problem is they did a freeze frame finish a minute before that, so they couldn't <laughs> do it again. Yeah, no, we've used it. <laughs> We've used it, and then they just had. Oh, I'll I'll save my thoughts on the credits. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I feel like he definitely went. Uh, like you said, Zach, he definitely went downhill. Uh, for the rest of the cast, Robert Logia is the evil grandfather. Um, he's been in a lot, like Scarface, Independence Day, bunch of good stuff. Then aside from that, it's just a bunch of like professional arm wrestlers who just kind of show up. One of the guys near the end of the movie, I think in the final eight, went on to become the world champion of arm wrestling after this movie, so that's kind of cool. Whoa, that's crazy. I didn't know they were, like, actual arm wrestlers. That's awesome. He was already an arm wrestler, or he was, like, an extra... He was, like, an extra on the set one day and was like, man, this is my true calling. I love arm wrestling. (laughs) And then he took it (laughs) off. It's just, like, a bodybuilder that was like, man, this is fun. I like this. Let's do more of this. I only have to do one arm. This is actually, like, pretty... I don't have to do... Do yeah. both like an idiot, and all I have to do to win is just change my grip. Like, by <laughs> yeah, that's that's how he won. That's how he won. He yeah. figured it out from this movie. That's yeah. how he won the oh world championship. Yeah. The change of the change of grip. Oh my god! 
thirty uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score of forty nine, so pretty down the middle. A lot of reviews at the time said it's just a pretty run of the mill father dad father dad father son movie. But also, quite a few people grew up watching this and have nostalgia. I cannot believe people would accuse this of being a father-son, run-of-the-mill father-son <laughs> film. I I saw no nothing in that at all. No, yeah, mm. <laughs> no, there was. I mean, there was a father and there was a son in the film, mm. Mm. and that's about the extent of the comparison <laughs> to it being a father and son run-of-the-mill film. I mean, it was pretty. It was yeah. pretty close. I mean, you can't <laughs> really say it's a run-of-the-mill arm wrestling film because I don't think. I've watched another <laughs> arm wrestling film. No, no. That's like watching like BMX Bandits or something and being like, this is a run-of-the-mill BMX film. And it's like, how many <laughs> other BMX films can we reference? Exactly. If you guys can um, reference one, please. But no, I don't think we can. No. Yeah, definitely run-of-the-mill father and son, but not run-of-the-mill arm wrestling. No. <laughs> Very That's out true. there arm wrestling. Quite wild in that, in that regard. <laughs> mm. Uh, this somehow cost $25 million. Most of that most likely went towards Stallone. I do have the worldwide numbers here. What we do, Mitch, is we guess. I let you mm-hmm. both guess how much you think it made. Um, I'll let Zach go first, though, because obviously we've been doing this for a while. Zach, what do you think? What ballpark do you think this movie's in? Oh, I'm thinking this did pretty decent. I'm thinking this had, uh, like, it's got some name brands. It's got Stallone. Yep. It's a very, it's not a very hard movie to chew let's say mentally <laughs> so i'm going to i'm going to throw out that this is like a a a uh, 100 mil wow you're going high uh, i i was going to go 125 but then i thought this movie's probably not making that much i i like where zach's going i think you know banking on the on the name of stallone and like like we said before like arm wrestling very 80s i feel like mm-hmm. maybe there was like a huge mm. huge like cult following of arm wrestlers yeah um so maybe not a hundred mil but let's let's say like high 50s high 50s to 60 early high 60s 50, that's a good guess that's okay good okay guess. Uh, well, I will save the answer now. Off a 25 million budget worldwide, this made 16 million. Ah! Oh, that's actually, that's much lower than what we both said. Yeah, there, that's, Zach. uh, that's, that's a little less than I anticipated originally. <laughs> yeah, kind of bombed. Stallone not pulling as much as we had intended. Uh, it's, it's perhaps the fact that Stallone is more known for, for action movies <laughs> and other things. When does he fight someone? And it's like, no, it's... They're gonna they're gonna link arms and then they're gonna try yeah. and push the other arm down. <laughs> it's like oh what a mm. oh he does throw someone through a window. Mm, he does. I just feel like he needed more. He needed more of a resolution with Cutler. Yeah, the grandfather. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he needed like Cutler just kind of stared at him <laughs> when he won the tournament. Oh no, he stared at him and did that like silent nod of approval. Yeah, he hates that guy. He's been a dick the whole movie. Why Why does him winning an arm wrestling competition <laughs> give you any sort of approval whatsoever? Yeah, it's almost like in terms of being a father-in-law, the idea of seeing your, your partner's ex-partner winning an arm wrestle and then being like, yes, now I believe in him. Like that. <laughs> now... Yes. now- that's insane. Now he's a responsible father figure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a lot of problems with the ending. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there. All right, the taglines. We've got four taglines here. You both are going to pick your favorite. Let's do this. Some fight for money. Some fight for glory. He's fighting for his son's love. Ooh. I like it. I like it. 
but it's it's just wordy. Like yeah. it's just so. Yeah. It's very it's wordy. Like, and he wants to start a trucking company, and the his father-in-law <laughs> is a mean guy, and his ex-partner's sick. Like, why don't you just do the whole plot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair criticism. I, it didn't stick the landing for me. That's yeah. the problem. Driving headlong into the biggest fight of his life. <laughs> oh, I like that one. I like that a lot. Yeah, that one's good. That's that. That's an A plus from me. Did you say head? Did you say headlong or head on? <laughs> Headlong. Headlong? <laughs> That's yep. what it's got written on IMDb. Yep. All right, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to change that to head on. I think head on makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep it as headlong. Headlong. He's driving headlong. He has a long head. He's, man, it is just so long. Helps for balance when you're arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. All right, how about this one? Lincoln Hawk will fight for his son the only way he knows how. I don't really like that one, to be honest. Nope. I almost feel like he didn't really know how. He drove his truck through a property. He did that. <laughs> yeah. Was that really fighting for his son? He was fighting for a truck. He was doing a lot. He just wanted to start that trucking company. Yeah. That's right. In the pregame interview, he said, oh, I really need the truck. He didn't say, I'm doing this for personal family reasons. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm doing this for my son, you know. Yeah, no, I hate that one. And then the final one is Rocky, Rambo, Cobra, and now Hawk. In the biggest fight of his life. Yes. Bad decision bringing up all the better movies you're making at this time. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a bold call. And then that still only did 16 mil. That's, uh, yeah. Right. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, that one, that one in hindsight, oof. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, I don't know, I, lo- I try and think of the equivalent of that today. Like, imagine like Chris Pratt or someone like doing a movie and it's like, Peter Quill. <laughs> Andy Dwyer, and now this new guy. You'd be like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to distance my memories from the stuff that I like because I'll go in and be like, this is Rocky arm wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You're raising. You're raising up the. Exactly. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad idea because you're raising the expectations mm-hmm. of the yeah, movie. That's it. All right, what was the second one? The second one, which was driving headlong into the biggest fight of mm. his life. It's definitely my favourite. It's definitely my favourite, but I'm, I will put the little asterisk next to it of head on to headlong <laughs> yeah. uh, for my own, for my own uh, benefit. Let's, let's just jump into this movie synopsis then. But right up top, we do usually talk about the, uh, the font and the opening logo. Of movies. Mm. Uh, this one in particular, a little bit like a metal album cover, the way that the, the logo mm. is kind of presented. I wrote down the, the font was a little over the top. Hey. <laughs> well and truly. <laughs> Funny joke, everybody. I did it. I have achieved comedy. Um. <laughs> yeah, it is very, uh, uh, it's very Kiss-esque. Yeah. I assume it's the same person in the 80s or 70s or whatever, doing the fonts for everyone. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's one guy. It's the font guy. It also starts off with some pretty dramatic, like, shots of mountains and some music. I do actually have a quote from Stallone. Looking back on the movies, he's one of the only action, like, big action stars who actually does, like, retrospectives for his own movie. And he said the one change he would have made is... The soundtrack. He would have gone for like an orchestra, properly scored soundtrack instead of just what he calls an endless stream of rock songs. (laughs) So, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, it's very synth. It's very synthy. 
Yeah. Like, it's all, there's a lot of synth in there. I'm a big fan of synth. That's true. I like me some synth. And this uh, feels very 80s to me. I like the music. I was, I was there. It, it does go a bit into the background of my mind, but I'm okay with that if music isn't, like, in my face a lot of the time. The song when he's celebrating the win, but then also the song when there's, like, the weird credits montage of them driving the truck away from Las Vegas, where it's, like... The song called Over the Top. <laughs> yes. We got the truck, and now we're going to make more memories together, <laughs> and it's, like, just this, like, montage of them driving through the hills or whatever, yeah. and it's, like... Mm. Those two songs were both very, like... Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed them. I thought they worked really well for where they were. Again, over the top, but worked very well. That's the title! <laughs> yeah. See, you're a comedian as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, yeah, I, know, I know what I'm doing. There was one song, and it soundtracked a moment where Stallone was, like, posing on the back of his truck, looking out over the horizon to, to like, an <laughs> ocean. And it was this really sad song. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. I enjoyed that one a lot. <laughs> yeah. The idea of the idea of Stallone having feelings mm. is, is, uh, is strange to me. Uh, like... Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you kind of need to have a beautiful scenery and a and a beautiful song to make me believe that there's something more going on up in his head as opposed to like punch that man or <laughs> beat this guy in an arm wrestle. Yeah. Uh, no, that's exactly what I was thinking about as he's watching over the ocean. If only I had punched more men yeah, or yeah. arm wrestled more dudes, I could have saved her. I <laughs> might know? still have my son if I'd punched that man <laughs> that one time. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Zach, take us through the opening of this movie, like how he meets mm. the son, all that stuff. So first off, uh, he starts as an, an, an unshaven truck fella. Mm. driving through the wilderness that is uh, the roads through the country. Where is this set? I don't know, America? It ends up in Vegas. Uh, He starts unshaven, and this is something I I keenly noted in my notes here. But in the next scene, we see him cleanly shaven. Cleanly shaven. And uh, uh, washed up, in fact, as we see nice shirtless scenes as he's washing up, um, getting... All prepared for some something. Yeah. We don't know. Um, meanwhile, we cut to a training ground? Yeah. Graduation ceremony with a, with a whole bunch bunch of cadets. The uh, commander dismisses them and they all classically throw their hats into the air. But you do have a question because in the next scene you see them all scrambling around searching for their for their hats and stuff. What? Why do people do that? Why, 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 why throw your hat away and then mm. have to spend the next half an hour trying to find where your specific hat's gone? I feel like you, you, you should have saw that one coming. If you needed the hat, like if it were, the hat was that important to you or, you know, you really wanted to keep it, then I don't, yeah, yeah maybe mm. don't, uh, don't throw it into a bunch of matching hats. Mm. <laughs> yes. It's yes. probably a big thing. I don't, I don't mean to criticise. <laughs> I love the uh, the contrast of like Stallone's arrival uh, at the yeah. training yeah. or whatever where it's like, you know, it's all these fancy folks and all these beautiful cars and then it's like old mate Stallone rocks up in this truck and it's just like the contrast of like, I see what they're trying to do. Like, yeah. Mm. It was very on the nose, but it was great. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked specifically the limousine that was in front of him. There was a limousine and then a truck. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Polar opposites. 
Yeah, so the kid Mike, he goes into the dean's office, sees that Stallone's there, and he's like, um, I'm coming I'm come to pick you up. That's not the right voice at all. But he's <laughs> like, I'm coming to pick you up. <laughs> I think that's Stallone's voice. Like, I'm coming to pick you up. <laughs> I liked how the kid was like, I don't know who you are. Can I see some ID, please? But that was pretty <laughs> funny. I laughed a bit. I yes, chuckled. It's quite good. I, I will mention Stallone is late. Uh, for the ceremony, mm-hmm. a classic father trope that they're just late for whatever ceremony it is. Even though you clearly see him like preparing himself, getting ready. So I don't, I don't know. Yes, that's just a trope I noticed that dads are always late for whatever thing they have to be to. That's true. There was one lady that was like, "What's he doing here? Why do you care, lady? <laughs> Shut the." F- <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, clearly it's some rugged dude, but this is clearly a school for training cadets and other things, so he's probably picking up someone. <laughs> yeah, I know, he's not exactly being, if he is there for sinister reasons, he's not being very uh, inconspicuous. He's yeah. mm. rocking up in this truck, he looks nothing like them, he's this big imposing figure. Yeah, you could probably assume that he's been in the army (laughs) if you looked at him and you were at the cadet place you'd be like oh hey that big dude he probably trained here yeah 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 Yeah, he picks up the kid against the the grandfather's will because the grandfather is like oh but the kids the kid's mother's in hospital ah i need to take care of that young kid so he can grow up to be a fancy rich guy like me but but the mother because she she's dying yes so the mother wants her son to be reunited with her dad and like have someone else other than the grandfather to like be with the son but the grandfather doesn't like Stallone he's like hey he's a dumb piece of shit <laughs> he sucks I think that's verbatim as well yeah, yeah, yeah he, he does say that, that. Wow, what a dumb dummy dumb stupid head I hate that man <laughs> give me my son you're a freckle fart from Kmart like the old school <laughs> Sweet Aussie burn. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the 80s insults they used. Yes, I'm glad you remembered that one. <laughs> they hit the road um, and basically they travel around and bond for like 40 minutes. Uh, was there anything in particular, Mitch, that stood out to you in this long section of them driving around talking? It's a lot of, it's a lot of Stallone wearing that hat. Which didn't rub the just I don't know as a as an adult I just feel like like don't wear the hats that have like the clippy things at the back um, mm. and it's just he doesn't have he doesn't have a hat head uh, if that makes sense like mm. uh, it, it's 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 falling off the like it feels like it's falling off the entire time um, and I don't know I just feel like he's he's really trying to make mm. this hat work. Well, yeah. it's vital for the end of the movie because we know if he turns it back, he becomes a machine. Yep. Machine of arm wrestling. Then I can fully see those clips on the front of his head and be like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you are a loser. Yeah. Um, no, it just, mm. it just didn't, yeah, it just didn't work for me. Well, that's the thing. It was the 80s, so the clips were more acceptable back then. That's very Nowadays, true. Nowadays, clips are reserved for only the young, you know, kids who mm. don't know any better. Back then, they, they just didn't know. That was the problem, I no. feel. It was a different um, time. It was a different time. It was time. a different time. There's also some brilliant hairstyles in this movie. There's uh, the scene with, uh, like, the bullies and stuff. Oh, yes, that Mike has to arm wrestle. Yeah, some great hairstyles in there, some great fashion. 
But uh, yeah, it's, you know, they're bonding. They're bonding across this time. Uh, he's teaching him to arm wrestle. It's mm. it's a bit cute. It's a bit cute. Yeah, uh, I I liked it. I liked it. I have I have some points. I like the photos that he had everywhere. Which like the kid walks in and you just see these photos everywhere of him, and that would have been. I don't know if that that that's that would have been intimidating for the kid or something. Just photos of him. like he does ask like where the hell did you get these photos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The kid also runs onto the highway. Can I mention this? Oh yeah. Can I mention the kid tries to run away in the stupidest way possible. <laughs> he just runs straight into a highway. He picks the worst spot to run away. They've literally had like open roads of country with no other vehicles around for miles. But the one place he tries to run away is, like, the highway, where the cars are going the fastest. And he nearly causes, like, a pile-up. And that is a very, like... The start of that is just so... Again, I'm going to do it. It's so over the mm-hmm. top. Like, yeah. the... the <laughs> Like, the jump out of the truck. Yeah. To, like, he's going so... F- like, he's going so fast. When he jumps out of the truck, mm. he, like falls into the fence and stuff and like yeah. runs across and almost causes a huge accident but it's like everything's just so over the top like mm. put a leash on that kid <laughs> I oh believe God. was what one of the cars said yes direct quote and even Stallone to like run after him across mm. the same mm. highway yeah you know obviously well uh, well choreographed because Stallone mm. just kind of hightails it out right in front of a bunch of cars and it's like, yeah. that didn't look like a stunt double at all. Um, I think <laughs> Stallone almost died. I did. I was quite impressed with, it's like, it's a bit further on. I was very impressed with his, uh, like, his rig in the truck for, like, weights. Yeah. Mm. Which I, th- I think is something that quite a few truckers do have, actually, is that is that weight thing. That's, uh, I mean, you probably have to. Like, you're sitting so mm. much of the day. Like, mm. you'd have to, I don't know, you don't want to get... I don't know, well, it's like bed sores and stuff where you're just sitting all day long. Yeah, I like that, how they exercised first to get their, like, daily exercise and he has the, the machine mm-hmm. to crank, which is also how you get really good at arm wrestling, which would make sense. If you're just spending hours of the day driving, the one thing you're doing is just exercising the one arm over and over again. Yeah. It's almost like arm wrestling and truck driving go hand in hand. Hey, did they mean to do that? Go hand in hand. I wanted to bring up a, mo- a moment where the grandfather is talking to his lawyer and is like, I need custody. There should be some way I can get custody, not the dad. You're a lawyer. Find me the loophole. That's what you do. And then what the grandfather thinks is a loophole is hiring some goons to kidnap the kid. Mm. That's the loophole he thinks is a good idea. It's very, uh, I don't know. I feel like... If you're trying to get custody of someone, maybe don't hire goons to steal them. What do you mean? Guys, it, guys, it goes by the rule. Finders keepers. It's in <laughs> law, you know? Yes, <laughs> it's very true. If they, they found them, they get to keep them. That's, mm-hmm. that's just a fact of law. That's it. Losers, losers weepers. Exactly. Losers weepers. Losers weepers. <laughs> and this leads up to my favourite quote mm-hmm. in the film. And my, uh, my favourite scene, uh, which is, you know, Mike... It's uh, really great driving with such a uh, tremendous intellectual like you. Because <laughs> yeah. this kid's being a smartass the whole time. And I really like how Stallone like doesn't get angry with him. He's just like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you're real, you're real smart, kid. I like the way the father goes about yeah. to appease the kid. Yeah, the bonding was good. The bonding was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually made sense. Because at this point, 
Stallone gets rather annoyed at his bratty kid for insulting his intelligence for the umpteenth time. Yeah. He's like, oh, truckers have the average intelligence of a 13-year-old. Maybe 14 if they have good genes. <laughs> or whatever it was. At this point, he, like, stops the truck and gets out and then makes his... And says, like, well, if you're such an intellectual, you can drive the truck. Yeah. Now... What are, you, what are your thoughts exactly on um, uh, uh, a child driving an eight-wheeler? I mean, at the time in the 80s, as we've seen last year with some movies, you could drink drive, you could legally <laughs> not wear a seatbelt. So I think that this just slots in quite nicely to the various uh, ways people could get killed in the road in the 80s. Yep. It's a, it's a lot. It's, uh, you know, knowing <laughs> knowing how hard it is to drive a car, let alone mm. a gigantic truck, uh, it is a it is a plot hole for me. <laughs> Don't worry, he's dri- drove a dru- dune buggy before. He's practically uh, a professional. It's right. pretty much the same thing. Forgot about that. Definitely, yeah. I forgot that dune buggies are probably a straight up automatic system, as opposed to this gigantic, <laughs> like bus driving wheel where he's got to change all the... Yes. But yeah, same, 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 same. Definitely. Practically the same thing. They covered all their plot holes. They, mm. they, 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 they... This is a smooth, easy, easy... <laughs> smooth movie. Story. Just like Stallone's face for the the, the majority. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> so smooth. Impressively, impressively smooth. Needs a little bit of brute on there. About halfway through the movie, they decide to stop bonding uh, and they go t- to the hospital to go and v- mm. visit the mum but uh, unfortunately it turns out that she has already died and so yeah the kid obviously as you would be very sad he's like well if i wasn't hanging out with you this whole time i, w- I would have been able to say goodbye um Oof. and so the kid jumps into a taxi and the taxi's like where do you want to go and stallone's running up like i'm the dad stop but the taxi still drives off with a kid yep yeah well Taxi taxi man got to make his money, you know. The dad's not going to pay him if he's going to stop him, you know, taking the kid away. Mm. So you you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to get some dosh. Okay, that's, that's on the taxi guy. I mean, that wouldn't happen with Uber these days. That's you know you you don't just you don't just take a child. If someone run if someone's running up saying like I'm the dad, or yada yada, you you're probably not going to be like. I'm still going to get my five stars here. I'm going to keep. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to drive off. I'm going to drive yeah. off. Yeah. Well, he could rate you zero point five. I've got to take this kid where he's going. Yeah. I need yeah. this fifteen dollars. All right. I don't even know if he'll have a phone to rate me, but mm. I better take him. I better take yeah. him right now. Yeah. You know. Well. Well, he managed to order the Uber. So if he didn't have a phone, <laughs> yeah. that would be impressive. There's a lot of plot holes in my story as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not quite as smooth as Stallone's face. It's actually really hard to write a movie. Uh, I've just, I've, I've just <laughs> yeah. realised. Props uh, to Stallone. What a, what a, what a guy. What a guy. He did write a good script. So. And Mitch, now that the kid uh, is back in the custody of the grandfather in the mansion, uh, what does Stallone decide to do? How, how does he start off this uh, crusade of getting his son back? How would, how would you start off your crusade of getting your son back? I'd probably drive a truck through a gigantic uh, property. Um... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that seems a little rash all of a sudden. <laughs> Look, I mean, I know that I've been, I know that I've been pretty cool throughout this yes. whole movie, like pretty, pretty <laughs> lax, yeah. but 
at this point, I feel like I'm going to staunch around and drive a truck through, you know, a pretty expensive property. Yeah, maybe decimate a fountain? That's the sort of thing you're thinking of? Yeah. A fountain. And uh, weird statue lights. Some statues, yeah. a nice big uh, a nice big front door. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to drive right into that. My, my actions in the truck will not match my actions in words. So... For how angry, for how angry you would think that I am, based on driving a fucking truck <laughs> through an estate, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty angry. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna come in and be pretty cool. I don't. I don't mean to criticize your plan here, but aren't you justifying the grandfather's thoughts about you being a bad person by driving your truck through his property in front of the child and therefore traumatizing the child? And justifying the grandfather's claims about you being a bad person. Absolutely, and the, and the claims of me being, uh, you know, rash and uh, a bit of a, a bit of an animal, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have actually probably done the grandfather a favor there in the point that he's trying to make. <laughs> yes. And a, yeah, I will have, I will have some time to formulate a better plan uh, as I go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. This was all part of it. You you need to go to prison so you have time to formulate a, a plan. It's a, re- it's a redemption. You. It's a redemption story. Yeah. Ah, redemption arc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I get you. Now I'm on board. Yeah, now th- th- this is a very crucial moment of the movie that I was excited to get to because compared to what happens later on in the film, doesn't quite make sense. He goes to prison. Uh, he meets with the grandfather's lawyer. He's like, uh, you sign over custody, we'll bail you out, you just got to leave the state. He's like, well, I'm going to go to Vegas soon anyway, so I guess that is in another state based off mm. where they are now. So he's like, mm. it was already in my plan to leave the state, so I'll do that, I'll sign over custody. Uh, yet at the end of the movie, they don't revoke that paperwork and he gets custody. It's a, it's a, it's a plot hole. They had an agreement. Mm-hmm. A written agreement as well. Which I've heard is pretty binding. Mm. I really felt like, you know, you watch a movie like Over the Top or an 80s movie or, or something that's a little bit, it's so bad that it's good. I find the little things, the little things that make me happy. And it's like, you know, obviously Stallone in his hat, all that sort of thing. But the big, mm-hmm. in this thing, if that lawyer wasn't just straight out of an SS camp, in a movie, <laughs> I'll I'll eat Stallone's hat. Like <laughs> he's so he's got this he's got this suit on that is just so like Nazi regime. If you can't like go and have a like have a squiz at him because mm. you'll be like Mitch is so spot on there. He's he's made barely any points about the actual film, but he can point out when a lawyer looks like a a Nazi. I'll tell you that. Anyway, I'm going to steer this conversation in another direction and say the plot holes in this movie are smooth. <laughs> There's no plot holes. There's a smooth road. You see, what happened is Stallone kidnaps the child at the very end of the movie. He doesn't actually have legal custody of the child oh. at the end of the movie. You're right. There's no plot holes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're actually on the run as uh, Hawk and Son, their company. Oh, they're an illegal company. <laughs> yeah. Correct. So it's, yeah, setting up a. I love the idea that setting up a sequel of some sort. Stallone's like, let's leave mm. it open. You know, mm. <laughs> they're like, what about the, <laughs> what about all the, you know, the the paperwork and the legally binding uh, aspect of this? And Stallone's like, leave it open. This this could do well. Yeah. And then um, mm. sixteen mil, and here we are. Yeah. Look, if 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 it hadn't bombed, we would have got all the answers in the next film. 
Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, it did. So, yeah. Two over two top. Yeah. Uh, over over to top? Yeah, or like, it'll be like over the, and then it'll be a two and then P. Like over the top. Oh. Two. I don't know. I like over the two. That's very good. It's very, yeah, it's very too fast, too furious of me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to Vegas, the mm. international arm wrestling competition held at the Hilton Hotel that they will never let you forget. That's held at the Hilton Hotel. Big product placement there. Yeah, they've got a they've got a few of those just just <laughs> sprinkled in there a little bit. Stallone rocks up. He's like, I'm betting all my money on myself. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna mm. make a lot of money again. Wrong voice. I don't care. Um, he's there. <laughs> He's getting ready. Meanwhile, the son uh, finds a bunch of hidden letters that his dad wrote him, and it's like, mm. I actually do care about my dad. Mm. I'm going to steal my grandfather's car, yes. then sneak on board a plane, mm. okay. and then sneak into the luggage compartment to escape the goons following me on the plane, and then catch another taxi by myself to a very fancy Vegas hotel where kids probably can't enter. As I said, airtight movie. Uh, we we see him learn how to drive a truck early on in the movie. Boom! Mm-hmm. Transitions into him driving a car later on in this movie. Yep, yep. Cars easier than trucks. It's just simple. It makes sense. Works. The cars cars are a lot more like June buggies. Correct. <laughs> That's true. Fact. That's and that's yeah. something I've always said. So um, yes, that's how he eventually gets to the place to watch the final few arm wrestling matches. Now we get to the final eight. Uh, of course, mm. Stallone makes it into the final eight. Of course, and Zach they start off by introducing the final eight, and they all have their own little interview clips. Oh. To introduce the final eight. This this is some of my favorite scenes in just the entire movie. We we get to the arm wrestling competition and we get introductions for some of the, some of the best characters in this movie. <laughs> yes. uh, number one is my favorite of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Now we'll we'll obviously have to go over everybody's favorite, but John Grizzly. Oh yeah, John Grizzly is great. Definitely my favorite. He's fuzzy. He likes to he likes to intimidate his opponents uh, by chugging down cigarettes, lit cigarettes, and gasoline one after he the does other. Do that. Which, debatably, is a dangerous combination to consume one after the other. I think that sounds perfectly safe. He he has a motto, and this is how he how he gets to the victory. It's everyone's mm-hmm. his enemy. When he's when he's out there on the arm wrestling. His opponent is his enemy, and he doesn't give a crap about them. And that, that's 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 how he does it. Yeah. Next up is Mad Dog Madison, uh, who is very boring and just wants to win one time. I wasn't a fan of Mad Dog. I've got his thing written down as, you know, uh, I'm not so infused, you know, about people patting me on the back. You know, they're saying you're the best. I just, I don't need people to do that for me. You know, if I win, it's because I... Yeah. I wanted to be the best just one time. Just one time in the world. <laughs> yeah, not very mad dog. No. But very lacking in the mad part. He had a cool name, but very disappointing. In yeah, his- very very just sort of like straightforward dog. Uh, maybe just one. <laughs> yes. Like one goal. One goal in life, dog. And that's mm-hmm. to win one time. Uh, yeah. Not so much the mad The costumes of these guys, uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Just... 
Bull's hat, like his hats that are like <laughs> yes. jail yeah. jail security or something like that. And you're like, <laughs> yes. oh, it's like that's that's meant to that's meant to say he's a pretty badass. It's a real simple thing, but he's pretty badass. This guy, yeah. I do believe that Bull's interview is quite short and sweet. He simply says, for me, there's no second place. Second sucks. <laughs> That's his mm. whole interview. Oh, he, ha- he says this as well, and this is my favourite. I drive truck, break arms, and arm wrestle. That's what I love to do. That's what I do best. <laughs> <laughs> I love that break arms and arm wrestle is two different things. So that you're like, yes. oh, he does he break arms like outside of, like that's a personal yes. thing that he does. He, he wouldn't would... do it in the competition. That would be a foul. No, <laughs> mm. that's what this whole watching this whole movie brought back. And you guys are both you guys are both Victorian based, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you probably wouldn't get this reference. But a few years ago, on like the NRL footy show. They mm-hmm. had an arm wrestling competition where one of the guy's arms broke like live on TV. Oh, I think I did see that actually, yeah. So the entire time I'm watching this movie, I'm just like PTSDing, waiting for an arm <laughs> to break and stuff. Um, mm. But it's good to know that it is a foul to break another mm. man's arm. Anyway, the, the next contestant is Harry Brosco. Oh, what's a good name. And uh, I, I love him. He, he, he's definitely my second favourite. Well, actually third, because I quite like the bad guy. A bull, but uh, he says this arm's a fire engine, and I'm gonna light him up. (laughs) Yep, he does say that. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What a what a champion. And then we have uh, Carl Adams. He just says it's gonna be easy Uh, because he's got all the experience. Yeah, you know, very very cocky. Yeah, very cocky. Definitely setting him up for a downfall. From a man called Carl as well. I feel like you haven't particularly ever heard many popular or successful Carls. Oh, that's Carl's Jr. Oh, that's a restaurant place. There, I, <laughs> uh, that's a, I mean, they're doing pretty good. But that's also that's also Carl. That's the junior of Carl, though. Like, so it's yeah, still it's not, yeah, it's not the Carl, main yeah. Carl. Who knows where they even are? Probably locked up. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, okay. And finally, we have Lincoln Hawk, um, our main character. And uh, he wants the truck. That's, that's his spiel. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm not really here for... Uh, sorry, I gotta do the voice. Uh, I'm not really here for uh, uh, the win or the victory. I just, I just really want the truck. You know, um, I could really use the truck right now. Yeah, the 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 very Australian uh, part of where you just said, you know, that was definitely. Uh, I remember that. Being, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that you being know. in the script. You know, yeah. uh, you know? <laughs> it's got all me, still ain't boy. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'm gonna go and get this truck, you know. Oh, I really need a new truck. It's a real bit of a bother uh, if I don't have a truck. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Now you'll notice I I haven't named eight top contestants. I've named like five. So there's three that just don't get an intro. No. We just see them lose off screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just cut for time. Cut for time, guys. They yeah. definitely would have had an intro. You got to build them up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, as losers, we can't focus on them. We got to focus on the winners. But yeah, and that is um, what we do. We see the matches. Uh, Slow mo. Oh yes. Very, very dramatic. 
everyone's going, ooh, oh, it's great. <laughs> I, I liked uh, the excessive use of slow-mo just throughout this entire thing. No. There was so much slow-mo. So no. what was your thoughts on all this slow-mo, your favourite effect that's new to the, to the movie scenes that movies love to throw in there now that they have the capability of slowing down the footage? Yeah, we did establish this in our first year covering the mid-90s. I hate slow-mo. I don't like it. I don't like it in like excessive moments of just slowing down regular things if it's an mm. impressive action sequence like the Sherlock Holmes movies that's fine I think that's cool but mm. in something like this I don't care uh, and this just took up time I was like this movie's almost done Could, let's just end it yeah don't keep dragging it out with these slow motion like hands falling down and Stallone's face contorting into wild looks it wouldn't have surprised me if there was like a cut of the film that was much shorter and they were like, we need to make sure this hits like an hour 30. Like we need to push this out a bit. Like you've got, you know, your slow-mo shots, but then there's just so many shots of them like putting their hands together, like close-up shots of them putting yeah. their hands together before the, like before the mm. matches. And you're like, Oh, that's such an under... I feel like I knew they were going to put their hands together. Nah, it sets the scene, you know? How else are you going to get yourself prepared for this arm match if you don't see the boom putting it down? I like. I liked how there was, like, f- somewhat fighting where, like, someone wouldn't straighten up or, like, someone refused <laughs> yeah. to put their arm on the table for no reason whatsoever. Or he just pu- punches him as well at one point. Oh, yeah, right at the end, Bull just punches him in the face. And it's, like, the sl- most slyest, like... He's basically... He, like... He almost did, like, a... Stop hitting yourself. Like, he almost hit him with his own hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To wrap this up, um, it ends up with Stallone versus the world mm. champion. Oh, but you have to mention, he's only got one life. So this is double yes. elimination. Yes. But Grizz took the first... One of the first uh, matches off him. So Stallone only has... One chance. He's only got one chance, and Bull has got both chances. He hasn't lost Yes, one. because we know specifically that this is double eliminations. Yes. And, and that he hasn't lost in five years. These are two statements. Now, either one double elimination counts for all of them but the final match. Yes. Or he really just took the win... And they just kind of went with it. Ah, but there's also a third thing. That while Stallone was distracted up in the presidential suite, meanwhile, Bull actually lost a map by accident where yes. he was getting too cocky and other things. And this is this is the smooth story. Like, there's no, not a single plot hole in this storyline. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that is... Presumptually, but it got cut for time, obviously, because they needed more time for slow mo shots. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. I think um, just before the fight starts, the the grandpa like tries to bribe him to piss off. It's like, hey, here's a brand new truck and like fifty thousand dollars. Get the hell out of my life. And Stallone's like, no, I'm gonna throw your guard through a window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Robert Loggy is very good. I feel like he's he is. He's <laughs> he's above this almost. Wait, you're not saying Stallone isn't above Stallone's this? Stallone's not above this. He wrote this. <laughs> yeah, this is like this is what Stallone wants uh, to do. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, Robert, you know, rest in peace. Mm. But what mm-hmm. are you doing? What are you doing, mate? I, I, though I do want to point out, I feel like it's the security guard's fault that he like tries to stop 
what they know to be a top eight arm wrestler in, in the like world. the world yeah. from going through a doorway. Dude, you have no chance. He literally just picks him up and throws him through a window. Yeah. Stallone, Stallone could cream this dude. Yeah. And it's not even one of the top eight that didn't get an interview. Like, it's one of the mm-hmm. top five. Yeah. It's one of the big dogs, you know what I mean? The one that got the interview, unlike those three other ones. It's someone that you pay, you should probably respect and pay attention to. All right. Well, the final match, obviously, very dramatic, lots of slow motion, but Stallone does win uh, by resetting his grip. Yeah, yeah. I called two things about this. One, he resets his grip to do the stupid over-the-top thing. Yeah. That was obvious. But two, the, the the kid in the background going, over the top, over the top. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. I, I, I called that somewhere in my notes, like halfway in the movie. And I was like, can't wait till the kid yells out, go over the top or whatever. <laughs> and that wins in the match in the final match. And it happens. The slow-mo is ridiculous in in these <laughs> scenes. Like, yeah. and... Yeah, some of the some of the cutaway, like obviously, I feel like, like I said before, I feel like they are really pushing pushing the time because they're like, we <laughs> yes. should. I know this is a really pivotal moment uh, between Stallone and uh, and his competitor, uh, and you know we cut away to the sun. That's cool. That's part of the the greater arc, but it's like. We should show a couple of like we should show a couple of shots of like just dudes in cowboy hats watching this. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. We should cut away. We should cut away a couple of times to see what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. The announcer literally announces this is going for over one minute. <laughs> like yep. he's giving you timestamps in between, just in case you didn't realize how long this was taking. And also, dodge. I feel like dodgeball has ruined every coming commentator. Uh, in, in a sports like all I want is it for them to be those two like just Jason Bateman and, mm. and Gary yeah, Cole yeah. like just doing it I would yeah, yeah, yeah. really like to have that cut together actually um, with, <laughs> yeah. with this movie and those guys that would be great. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yep, out. he wins. Freeze frame. We get the scene that we talked about earlier where they set up Hawk and Son, and that is the movie. It ends with a song called Over the Top. That was kind of a vibe, actually. I, I kind of liked it. Mm. Let's rate the movie. Is it an oldie or a goodie, mm. Mitch? What are you feeling? Is this a good film? Is this an old film? Is it both? Would you recommend it to people? What do you think? Uh, from my perspective, uh, it is an oldie. Mm-hmm. It is an oldie. Mm. I feel like yep. from someone like my, if my dad went to see it, if my dad showed it to me when I was like, you know, 15, he'd be like, this was so good. But that's because he's watched it when he was however old and, and it was yep. probably really good in the time. Mm. Um, oh, maybe not though. Maybe not. 16 mil. It wasn't very, anyway, but <laughs> I think it's an, it's, it's an oldie. It's an oldie for me. Yeah. How about you, Zach? Uh, well, uh, I would in general agree with you that I think this is an old movie and it has very 80s sort of vibes and stuff. But um, the, there's one key factor that really changed my mind oh, no. in this, which is the facial expressions that Stallone and the bull did in the, the final scenes, Yeah, uh, the, which is definitely my favourite part of the movie is the facial expression that one bull has with his wide eyes and just like... Argh! I'm the bad guy. Ah! And then Stallone with his like pained constipation look. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Straight after the over the top like grip comes back in mm, where it's just yeah. like, it's man, that guy needs some like Metamucil or something. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. he, yes, he's yes, straining. Absolutely. He's got a real problem. 
And for that alone, I will rate this a goodie. Wow. And not because I also enjoyed the rest of the film, <laughs> um, because I, I found that the relationship between the, the father and the son kind of cute. It was. I thought I thought it was good. Yeah, I am going to go oldie. <laughs> I am going to go oldie, but I think there is a lot here to like. The problem with this movie for me is other father-son movies exist. What do you mean? I've never heard of... <laughs> real steel or any other movies that exist <laughs> yeah the problem is those other movies exist they do it better the arm wrestling wasn't good enough for me i think to just recommend it on its own just based off that so um yeah two oldies and a goodie there for over the top now mitch before we move on to the next segment you uh had something you wanted to bring up you were recasting the movie while you were watching it right yeah so literally as i was watching it i was lying i was lying in bed and I had it, I was watching on the laptop and I just started to imagine, you know, we're, we're rebooting heaps of stuff these days or we're doing sequels or, or whatever. Um, so I was trying to cast this movie in 2021, like who mm-hmm. I would cast. There's a few main people, obviously, that I've, I've got, what have I got? One, two, three, about five, five or six main characters that I've, that I've gone for. What order should I do it in? Should I leave Lincoln till last? What should I What should I do? Yeah, whichever you want. If you want to do that for d- dramatic purposes, that suits this movie, so go for it. Beautiful. Um, so for Bull, for Bull, mm. I am going to cast Will Sasso. I don't know if you guys know Will Sasso. He's a comedian. He was in... Uh, what, what was he in? He was one of the uh, removalists in Happy Gilmore. Oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was in, like, How I Met Your Mother and stuff, but he's a very funny comedian, very funny improv guy, but just has that bull vibe. Has the bull vibe. For the uh, mother, for the mother, I'm going mm. to cast... Because the character, character Christina Hawke, I, I was in the mindset of Christina H, so I'm going to cast Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. Mm. If you know Mad Men, Redhead from Mad Men. Yeah, that's good. For the kid... I've left this super open. I'm just just any of the kids from Stranger Things. Cutler, Cutler, Grandpa, Grandpa, Brian Cranston, perfect. Mm. Brian Cranston, mm. brilliant. To wrap it up, actually, I'm going to throw this out there. I want to add the lawyer, and uh, I feel like <laughs> I'm going to go with like Paul Bettany. <laughs> That's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, the vision. Let's go. Um, and then yeah. bring it home. Lincoln Hawk, Dave Batista. Oh yes. Oh. Drax from Guardians, perfect. Yes, you've got some, you've got some real life wrestling experience there. You mm. you bring across all the wrestling fans. You bring it into mm-hmm. an arm wrestling movie. There's a you know there's some links there, but that's you know that's me producing and trying to cast this. And we know that he wow. can carry a movie as well. He did that Uber one with Kamel Nanjani that was quite fun. Yes. It was quite good. I think that I think that's like a good add and subtract section. We've added an entire new movie. Exactly. That they yeah. can do free of charge. Yeah. Exactly. And if 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 it does happen, I'll be furious. Uh <laughs> yes. Uh we'll need a percentage cut. Yeah. You'll be <laughs> yes. hearing you'll be hearing from Paul Bettany, and that's uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my lawyer. Uh, <laughs> Very good. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of Paul Bettany, WandaVision, excellent stuff. Let's go next segment, Zach. <laughs> All right. We've, we've got very little time, so I'm going to keep this 
very, very short. So it's time for raving reviews. No time for any funny business. We're just going to get into it. So what happens is you can score it between 0.5 and 5. That's right. There's 0.5s. So that's important. Mm -hmm. You could be like 3.5, 1.5. And that refers to reviews that we are guessing the ratings for. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Ian says, want to talk about sports? Forget football, basketball, and I'm sorry, football, but this is the best sports movie ever. Sorry, football. <laughs> well, first of all, very, very apologetic to football. Um, he's yes. he is worried about what football thinks. I'm. I feel like that's got to be a five star. Like that has to be a five star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Good choice, Sandra. What yeah, are you thinking? Um, I'm gonna go four. Uh, it's five out of five. It is. Very it's clearly a, a five out of five. You get a point over there, good sir. Well done, well done. Good pick up. Mary says, one star for Stelvester. Hate the kid. He's a brat. <laughs> Sandro, what are we thinking? Every time we got these, it either is one star or it's something dramatically different. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna... Or it's adding one star for Stelvester. That's the thing Ooh, you have that's to think about. true. I'm going to go 0. 0.5. Because Ooh. I think this person doesn't know how rating works. I don't know. I'm just going to go 1.5. How about you, Mitch? I'm going to say 2. Because I feel like they strike me as like... They've come out all guns blazing on their comment. But then the mm. actual review, they're like... Oh yeah, mm. like 2. You know, could be completely wrong. Probably is. You guys give Mary too much credit. It's one star. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so, we have Spooky... Who says, so bad, so good, over the top. Perfect. <laughs> I feel like it's a four. Ooh. You're feeling a four. A four out of five. Yeah. Okay, bold, bold. Um, I'm going to go 2.5. Right down the middle, it's bad, but it's good. Oh, you're very close, Sandro. It was actually three. Ooh. It was three. Right. You were close as well, but it, it, Sandro's a 0.5 closer. All right, and now for the final one. Max says... I'm just glad there's an arm wrestling movie. <laughs> five out of five. Ooh, you're five out of five-ing it. I'm going to say three and a half. It's three and a half! Whoa. Whoa! I cannot believe you got that. Man, you destroyed that. I have just felt like he was just glad there's an arm wrestling movie. He didn't say it was great. He didn't say it was bad. He didn't say he didn't like Stallone. He was just like, I'm just glad this exists. You know, and I feel like it was kind of run of the mill, but yeah, three point five, three point five. Yeah, wow, that was a really good guess. Okay, yes. so you got two done. points, Sandro. Did you get it? Nope. Oh, well, I guess you're very clearly the winner, Mitch. Yes, thank you. Don't worry, Sandro. That's okay, man. That's all right. I'll get it. I'll get it sometime. Hey, uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Mitch. It's been a lot of fun having you. It's been a long time coming this one as well, so I'm glad mm. that we could get you on. I agree, yeah, way, definitely uh, long overdue, um, but yeah, thanks for having me guys, it was good to uh, to have a chat and uh, revisit some, some classic cinema. <laughs> no worries. Now you do your own podcast as well, which does have a title that friends of this show would be quite familiar with, uh, what is your podcast, what do you do over there? Yeah, so I do a podcast called Dead Dad Society, mm. obviously uh, play on the Dead Poet Society, mm. and uh, basically... It's kind of like a therapy group in the form of a podcast, if you will. Um, so I just have chats with people who are in a similar boat, uh, of like as the name would suggest, like I, my dad passed away. Um, mm. And 
I just talk to people about that and, you know, we're branching out a little bit more. We're talking to people, you know, who have had, uh, you know, had issues with alcohol abuse or domestic violence. Or, mm-hmm. So it's all very, uh, yeah, all very mm-hmm. uh, deep stuff. But it's, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really fun. Excellent. Uh, awesome. And there will be a link to that in the episode description as well as all your socials. Is that just Mitch Garling on everything? At Mitch, at Mitch Garling, uh, at Mitch Garling on Instagram. And I've also started a TikTok where I am trying <laughs> nice. to ruin, uh, I'm trying to destroy all of the copies of Paul Blart Mall Cop that I can find. That is a noble goal. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> whenever I see one, I buy it and I throw it in the bin. Um, Excellent. So that's where I'm at. And yeah, but uh, yeah, on Twitter, uh, yeah, Twitter as well is at snitchgarling. Yeah, and all the links to that again in the description, as well as all the links to our stuff. We're also on the Instagrams, the Facebooks. We've got an email address. You can go there if you want. Uh, coming up on Wednesday is our second ever Patreon bonus episode, Police Academy 2. That is out on Wednesday, so join our Patreon if you want. The Dead Dad Club, uh, as it's called on <laughs> Patreon, named after yeah. our award uh, for a movie that is better than a goodie. Uh, mm. I think that's everything we've got to go through. Zach, am I picking next week? Yes. So, you've got uh, a couple of movies. we got Death Before Dishonor. Uh, Sergeant Burns has to become a one-man army to rescue hostages from terrorists. Pass. Uh, Square Dance, a.k.a. Homeless with a Heart Is. Two titles. Yes, it has multiple titles. Good stuff. Uh, a 13-year-old uh, Winona Ryder... Uh, who has grown up on a farm, is invited to move to the big city where things are a little different to what she's used to. Could be all right. The Umbrella Woman, a.k.a. The Good Wife, <laughs> set in pre-World War II Australia. Couple get into a complicated situation where the husband's brother starts getting involved. Uh, no. And finally, we have Vicious Lips. <laughs> um, a music group must travel to another planet after landing its big break. Well, you know I love music, yep. and you know I love sci-fi. I also. So that's love an easy. <laughs> that's an easy I... choice for me. Vicious lips next week. Let's go. You know, it's a fact that I hate music, but I do love sci-fi. So <laughs> that works really well that your nickname is Vicious Lips as well, Sandro. Uh, it's what I've. It's what I've always called you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You have <laughs> always called me that. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we just do a real life retcon? I think we did. <laughs> Excellent stuff. That's the episode. We're going to wrap it up with our favorite quote from the movie Over the Top. Mine has got to be For me, there's no second place. Second sucks. Dude, you can't go past second sucks. Like, yep. honestly, mm. it's, it's so big. And it's really funny, actually, because there's a band that I like where one of their songs is called Second Sucks. And I've always been like, that's a really funny way of writing it. Like, because it's literally just like second as in like 2ND sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And now I can get the reference and then, fuck, I hope it's a reference to this because I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll have to go with this first quote then, if you've gone for a second quote, which is, uh, I drive truck, break arms and arm wrestle. That's what I love to do and that's what I'm best at. So in summary, love a love a good bull. Love bull. Red Bull, sponsor us. What? Five eye shirt. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.